Welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal. I'm C. I'm Kyle. It's episode 7. It is episode 7. You missed, you missed like, that. Usually you go with the, this is episode 7. You know, I just, I forgot how many were in It's okay, I got, I got your back. Yeah. It's because I just deleted um, episode 6 from my recorder. <laughs> so, the sharks are not good. <laughs> um, like, cosmically, in the, in, in like... The definition of the universe and everything that's good and bad, they're good. But like in the course of the NHL, they're they're bad. They're bad. <laughs> they're uh, they're they're KHL sharks right now. They're like San Jose Magnitogorsk. <laughs> we we both predicted that they would come out with six points. I hesitantly said six points, but six. I points really pushed this week. you over the edge on that one. Yeah, you did. They got one. <laughs> one and the thing whole was, point out of six. <laughs> the reason I went six was. Florida's like 29th in the league. They're just not great. Um, Boston has been struggling. They have a good defense, but like they're not world beaters anymore. And Anaheim, yeah, they are basically the gulls. They're nothing. They have nothing. I mean, of those three games, based on how we played, we we should have won the Anaheim game, I think, for sure. Oh, wait, which one had all the goals disallowed? I, I, this whole week has been horrible Both. for me. So no, it wasn't Anaheim. It wasn't Anaheim. It was um, Boston and Florida. Yeah. So Florida um, had the Luongo goal, where Luongo was like, "Smash me." Okay, and, that one was the the right call, though. Like, let's um, there. That was well. Florida started off with the offside by Tim Heed, which was like yes. See, was... my, my my thing with the offside rule is that I think that you need to... I think review is good. In situations where it's like, oh shit, that puck came out and Matt Duchesne was four feet offside. Or like, oh, we really need to review this because it's a critical moment of the game and we're going to take two minutes. In the right. heat of the moment, that pass was so close. It's the same thing as when they call offside and the guy's skate is like two inches above the ice. Like, that's yeah. not the good intent of icing. Yes, that puck came out by like a fraction of a centimeter and i understand that's why i got called back upon review but like it's so close that they should they it's just frustrating when it happens because that was also a bomb yeah and you said this before in the podcast that it's one of those that it's just not within like the spirit of the game you know to to review like that he was at the blue line and it was passed to him with full intention of him taking that shot and it just for him to to be like oh but is the puck gonna be you know half an inch off the blue line that you know it's not within the spirit of the game and it it sucks yeah it's just it's yeah it's it's it kind of slows it down and it sucks it really sucks especially for San Jose you can't score goals um it really sucked but when you go back and look at it, yeah, there was some white ice in between the puck and the blue line. I, I get it. Um, the yeah. second one that they disallowed, I think, was like super Roberto Luongo crying up a storm. And um, it was, was it goaltender interference, I think? Yeah, that one was interference. I think that one was the right call. I mean, I, it just sucks that it was the second call in a row. Oh, no, that, that, wasn't, the, that wasn't the interference. That was the one where um, Buddy took the shot, Luongo bobbled it, it came out, it squirted out to his right pad, it was loose. And the Sharks started banging at it, and he says they pushed his padded. It was kind of lame because the puck was sitting there. They didn't really push him in. They were just, like, hitting the puck with him in it. Yeah. It was... it. If they, like, ran into him, that's one thing, but they didn't. They were just, like, hacking at it and pushing him in. I figured mm. it was a loose puck. They would count it. I mean, if you want to not count it, it's not. I'm not going to be... Um, yeah. I'm I, not going to be super upset. I guess just upset. with, like, how interference generally gets called, for me, that kind of seemed like just... Yeah, that's something that they would call as interference. I don't know. Yeah. 
And then I think they had one called back in the Boston game, right? Yes, that was they had three in a row. <laughs> so it was the two in Florida, and then the one in the Boston game. I'm trying to remember who who scored that one. Was that Donskoy? He's been on fire, so we'll just credit everything to Donskoy. <laughs> also, did you see that somebody called him the? Um, I mean, the San Jose official account called him the Don Father. Yes, they ta- Brody Brazil talked about it on uh, the pregame show, I think, or during okay. one of the intermissions. All of us but, that yeah. don't get the pregame or the intermission, can you enlighten us as to what they said? Because that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so Brody said that like um, he because his nickname last year was Donkey. And actually, for the last two years, it's been Donkey. Although there was that article about how Brent Burns um, calls him Dusty Craphopper. Um, <laughs> which, if you don't know that reference, uh, that's from the movie Planes. And it's hilarious. <laughs> there's, there's a movie called Planes? <laughs> yes. Um, it like will rock your world. If you are very confused by the Cars universe, Planes is going to blow your mind. So... I've never seen Cars because I don't... I like. How do they have oh my God. babies? The car, the cars are people, and in planes, there's like this wall. It's like you know, dedicated to all of the planes that have like died. Like those are people in this universe. They're killing people. It's really just it's it's very strange. And there are like RVs in the planes universe. <laughs> RVs are recreational vehicles for people, but there are no people. The cars are people. Who is using the RVs? I don't understand. But anyway, maybe the RVs the- are like prostitutes because they're so big. <laughs> Stop. Um, So, there's a plane called, uh, or a helicopter or something, I don't remember exactly, but called Dusty Crap Hopper, and um, that, (laughs) I guess Brent Burns thought that that was a good nickname for Donskoy. So, now, I guess uh, Brody said that they started, because he's so hot this year, they they just started calling him the Don Father. Like, which, okay, I realize that it's not a nickname that really true like i get what they're referencing but to look at jonas Donskoy and give him any kind of nickname that implies that he is someone's father is just <laughs> well the, the godfather absurd. godfather isn't meaning like a father like godfather know, but... is um like a a title bestowed upon you of importance when you've risen to the top of the of the crime family so it's more like he's the top of the crime family of the sharks oh, maybe don goes into some like really shady shit Maybe he's like you, Finnish. Vito you can Corleone. look at Jonas, Jonas Donskoy and think that he is a metaphorical father. Uh, it's still it's because it of the beard. That doesn't, but, doesn't add up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I just saw they're like the Don Father in all caps, and they for some reason they hyphenated Don and Father just I guess to drive home the point. But I was just like, hmm. And I scrolled by it, and then I saw other people retweeting it, and then I like went back and let it like sink into my brain. It was like, wow, this is incredible. I actually, I have a shirt that says Don Score, and I think they also hyphenated that. Um, yeah, they, it's do, like they a, do that official all the time. Sharks one, so it wasn't like some random person on the internet made a shirt that said Don Score. It was from the team, so. Um, He's, his name is very, like, punnable. Yes, absolutely. He's just, he's so good. Let's let's just he, talk about Don Score for a bit. Again, this is just well, going to be the Jonas Don Score podcast. He's been, he's been, I think it was Kurtz today. Um, that wrote an article about Donskoy returning to form. Or no, 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 sorry. It was Marcus. Uh, shout out to the former editor, Marcus White. Um, I miss you, Marcus. Uh, we love you. Um, <laughs> no, he wrote about Donskoy returning to form uh, of his rookie season, which is exactly right. Like he, He's clearly talented. He was clearly injured. And he's already tied his mark for goals from last season. So I think he's on pace for a, a career year, which is 
perfect because San Jose has nothing going for it besides Logan Couture and Jonas Donska. Yeah, um, on the broadcast they had talked about, you know, Donskoy, his last year, and how he was injured and, you know, sophomore slump and how that is kind of a regular occurrence in the NHL. But I think what really, really plagued Donskoy was the fact that um, his his rookie year was that year that they went all the way to the cup final. And then they he scored the, the first world... ever game winner in the Stanley Cup finals for the yeah. Sharks. And then they had the, the World Cup of Hockey where he was on Team Finland, like, Right away. I mean, they they had something ridiculous like, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the num- number off the top of my head. Someone had said something, though, about all the players who were in the Stanley Cup final and the World Cup of Hockey had, like, just a ridiculously short summer. Um, yeah, and it was so, like the Sharks got ravaged because it was like Thornton, I don't know if Marlowe was there, but Thornton, possibly Marlowe, Vlasic, Donskoy, um, at least my- them. There might have been more, but it was at least, like, key integral human beings. Couture, I think, was there. Yeah, Couture was. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yannick Hansen might have played for Team Sweden. Who knows what's going on over there? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to Yannick Hansen then, so... I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, so basically, like, he just... He didn't get a chance to recover after his rookie season. <laughs> and then and then he got injured, and he separated his shoulder twice. Like, he, you can't shoot if that's happening. Like, you just physically cannot so yeah. um not getting the time to recover really hurt him and so yeah he's more than overdue for a comeback it's just he actually had the summer to rest this year yeah and he's like hey guys i'm 100 percent. let's do this thing yeah um that goal that goal he scored against anaheim was filthy oh god that was the, the oh boy boy <laughs> That, the We're talking about goal. the first one, right? Because he had two against Anaheim. I'm talking about the first one where he stole it in the yeah. in the uh, in the offensive, and then he went like cutting across. But he instead of like backhanding it or trying to do the the Forsberg, he like half pulled it back to his forehand or his backhand, and then just slid it five hole. Which is in, in hockey, if you've ever played hockey, not that I'm going to do the well actually I played hockey, but well actually I played hockey. Going <laughs> five hole on a deke is the most disrespectful. Like if you deke the guy out and go like backhand or forehand and go over his shoulder, whatever you can do, I think to pull it back across and have the guy open up the wickets and slide it five hole is mega disrespectful and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. I just and he had another goal in that game as well. He had a power play goal and he he um, scored the he scored the fake hat trick, the Gary Bettman hat trick with the shootout yeah. goal. <laughs> yes. That was I, a we really should good start that. Does anybody too. call it the Gary Bettman hat trick? No, but we're making it a thing. We I don't should, know if that's. We should do that. Look at the Gary Bettman hat trick. Why? It's why dumb because it Gary, doesn't count. Gary Bettman. Yeah. <laughs> because he 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 made the loser. He took away ties and made the loser point. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love right? it. That's uh, his, that's his, that's his whole thing. So the Gary, but did you know that fun fact? Um, on the NHL stats page, when you go to the plus minus for goals for and goals against, they count shootout goals. <laughs> Interesting. Why? But I, okay. Because the NHL, right. the NHL is the worst. <laughs> they, okay. they have make no sense. Just like they have, um, the NHL doesn't publicly uh, announce like cap, like figures and right. contracts and stuff right. like that. And like for instance, the Montreal Canadiens famously um, have a club policy where they don't announce anything, even though everybody figures it out afterwards. Um, right. But the NHL has a whole page dedicated to cap, each team's cap. And it's just like a barren wasteland, except for the Predators. The Predators use it and upload their information. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's huh. so weird. David Poyle seems like a good guy. I literally never use the NHL website because it's so bad. <laughs> so I just oh, didn't realize that that was a like a thing. It's a tire fire. I don't use it either, but like I feel like Yikes. I just have to know about it being Canadian. That's funny. 
Um, yeah. So what's your so, what's your in in five words? What's your official recap for the three games on the weekend or this week? The the sharks are actually bad. I had to sit here and like count that out, but shout out to <laughs> shout out to Jeff Viet. The sharks are actually yeah. bad. <laughs> he follows me on Twitter, so I yeah, see him. Like, so fun fact: if Jeff Viet ever listens to this, uh, <laughs> I drive home past his like neighborhood from my work, and I see him walking around on the street all the time. It's really creepy because I've never met him. Um, That's amazing. But I see him like lurking on the street. <laughs> T- tell <laughs> really him I said weird. hi. Um, <laughs> I don't actually talk to him. I'm driving home. Well, make it a point. Um, the sharks are actually bad. That's a good one. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, the sharks are a super tire fire. That, uh, that, is tire fire one word? Are we No, it's that two. It's two. It's two words. That's why I had to add super in there. Like, I said there was more than five words. The anyway. sharks are... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Disaster. The shark... The shark... I can't count. It's the metric, metric counting. I get two extra words. Um, the sharks are a disaster. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there are a lot of pieces this week, on our site included, but not just on our site, about how the Sharks are, they have nothing to worry about, that there's no actual scoring issues, that the players don't think there are scoring issues, and it's like, come on, guys, really? Pe- people, people are saying there's no scoring issues, but I've... Uh, but to where take are a the pay- goals? <laughs> to take... <laughs> where are the goals, Bart? Where are the goals? Um, to take a page out of... Uh, Everybody's favorite old-timey white hockey players. Uh, the computer boys are wrong, damn it. <laughs> Where are the goals? <laughs> well, like, actually, I watch the game with my eyes. Have you ever watched the game? Because uh, I don't see goals. <laughs> in the Okay, so this week in the three games, we scored three goals. Uh, the week before... <laughs> Woo! Okay, the week before we had that game against Vancouver, so we scored what, eight goals in three games. So, like, okay, fine. But that was five goals against Vancouver, which, like, okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Brock Bozer. (laughs) The week before that, we had, like, well, we had two games and we scored three goals. Uh, So it's just, it's been really low scoring and we've been getting severely out scored should, in the games should, that we should, lose. Should we get into why now? Like, should we should we discuss that now? Sure. Let's, because uh, we're, on, we're on this train right now. Let's, yeah. just, let's just dive into it, because I have one very strong thought. And it, it, it was brought up by, like, Eric Fowle on your site, on Fear the Fan. Um, and it was brought up by, I think, others. The Sharks shoot from the dumbest spots. Yeah. Like, oh, straightaway center from the blue line on a slap shot, one-timer. People know that's coming. From the top of the circle wrist shot on the break-in... That that's not a dangerous shot. Shooting from the half wall, like on a, like a ring around, that's not a dangerous shot. You need to get to the middle. I think like they call it the home plate shots or whatever, like that weird mm-hmm. like inverted home plate thing. You got to shoot from there. That's where you have most of the net. The goalie's not cutting down the angles. You're gonna get rebounds. You're gonna get weird stuff happening, deflections. And San Jose seems to be a relying on just shooting from the perimeter and b getting Joe Pavelski's big tip in the middle and doing damage, but it's not working. Yeah, he's so, not even doing that though. Yeah, now uh, he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that. But uh, that's that's the thing. We, we've we talked before about how other teams have figured out Brent Burns, and especially Brent Burns on the power play. And now it's gotten to the point with Pete DeBoer's system where they figured everyone else out too, because it's not that hard. You have all your guys out there doing the same exact thing, and it's just, it's not working. Yeah, it's it's just not like I don't know I don't know what else they need to see to be like, hey guys, this isn't working. Let's switch it up. 
Right, and that's why, like, the young guys have been so unexpectedly good this year. Is because they're the ones who are coming in and doing something a little bit different, you know? You've got Jonas Donskoy, obviously, who wasn't really seen as a threat last year because he had just a really awful year. Then, who else has been, who's young that's been really good? Kevin LeBanc was really good at the start of the season. Well, there's one guy in particular that was a house on fire on the last game. Uh, his name started. His name rhymes with Flanny O'Megan. <laughs> My boy Danny O'Riggs. <laughs> so, just for everybody out there, if you want to come at us and say he's short, I would like to point out Martin St. Louis, Johnny Godreau, um Matt Barzel. I think is short. Uh, there is a thousand dudes who are short in the NHL. It's not your dad's NHL anymore. It's not your grandpa's yeah. NHL. It's barely even your older brother's NHL because, let's be honest, I watched hockey in the late 90s and early 2000s when Kevin Hatcher and Darian Hatcher ruled the world as big, giant, six-foot-five demons on the back end that just killed people. It's not that <laughs> anymore. You don't have to be this huge force of nature. You don't need to be Cam Neely anymore. If you are Cam Neely, that's great because you're a power forward. You're awesome. Um, but, like... You don't need to be those guys anymore. Just look around the league. There's guys on every team who are skinnier or shorter or just small dudes that are killing it. You don't need to be a giant, and I can't stress this enough. So to say Daniel Regan is too small, that's just dumb and short-sighted. And I don't want to say you're stuck in the past, but, like, yeah, short, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> grow up, guys. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he, it doesn't matter that he's short. If you're skilled and you're good enough, you're good enough. You have the talent. Don't tell me yeah. that somebody's too short. This isn't the NBA. Like, yeah. it, it's just not. You look at players like you've got Mitch Marner, someone, oh, it was Tom from Mile High Hockey pointed out that he is the exact same size as Alex Kerfoot, who has been actually really amazing for Colorado this season so far. Mm -hmm. um, is it Kerfoot or Kerfoot? Kerfoot? I don't know. Like, does it stress on the, put the foot emph portion? Emphasis. I, it, Kerfoot? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I say everything incorrectly. We already know like, this. It's so, like it's like it's like uh, an old timey mystery. Like the game is Kerfoot. <laughs> so yeah, he's they're the same size though. I mean, like size is not the same kind of factor that it um, used to be, especially for forwards. I I still I get the argument that defensemen need to be bigger, um, especially because there aren't a whole lot of defensemen on the smaller end of the spectrum that are doing a whole lot. Um, I Except think for Tim Heed. No, that's true. Tim Heat is kind of small. Uh, Jared Spurgeon is the one that actually comes to mind for me. That he's just so small and he blocks so many shots. Uh, he's going to die on the ice. But but for forwards, I mean, it's just not the it's not the same league. And you already you know you went through that whole rant. But also, Danny O'Regan has been told his entire life that he is too small, and um, his dad is actually a former hockey player as well. And he, so while he was like going through college and everything, he had that in the back of his mind and he knew and he, there's a really great article on it. I'll have to find it and link it somewhere, but, um, about how his dad taught him, you know, that like, you have to have a good hockey IQ to make up for this. And he is a very smart hockey player. I think last year, um, he was pretty underwhelming and I, I don't know if that was just nerves, not being able to adjust, um, you know, straight out of college or whatever, but this year he fits in, and I we saw that in the preseason that he there's a place at the table for him in this uh, in this league. Yeah. So you know, 
any arguments on his size, I'm just, I'm not even going to listen to you at this point. Like, come on. Like, just just for a quick, I did a quick Google for, and it came, gave me players that are active. I think this list is like a year old, but they're under 5'8". You've got Martin St. Louis, um, Keith Coin, who was good. Uh, Corey Conacher, who was good one upon time. Johnny Goudreau, Matt Zuccarello, Stephen Gionta, David DeHarnay, Cam Atkinson, he's pretty good. Brian Gionta oh, was yeah. good once upon a time. Nathan Gerby's an NHL player. Rocco Grimaldi's possibly an NHL player. I just listed off a bunch of dudes, so if you don't think Daniel Reagan's at least as good as Stephen Gionta, I don't know what to tell you. Right, yeah. he He's great. He um, he got his first NHL assist um, in his first yeah, game was fun. This, this season. And then he got a second assist in the Anaheim game. So he's got two points in two games so far. Pretty impressive. Pretty proud of him. <laughs> that means he's getting sent down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was too well, good. We won't be seeing much of him. Uh, no, he, he's great. I, I'm really glad that he's getting some time this year. Okay, so in the the Boston game, he set up that, that Timo Meyer goal. And mm-hmm. what a beauty. Like, that's that's what I would point to when people, you know, are talking about his size or whatever. I'm like, but look at that hockey sense because that that was just so good. It was so good. I really like the two of them. You, you talk a lot about um, kind of pairing up forwards. Those two, I really like. And I don't know if it's just because, you know, they were, they played on the Barracuda during the the Calder Cup run or or what's going on there, but I like those two together. Yeah, I think they bring out pretty good uh, plays in each other. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I could definitely get into into um, seeing more of them. Um, I, I, I do talk about pairing up players a lot, and it seemed like Timo and Daniel Regan found something together. Yeah. Totally cool with that. Maybe give them some more time, but I believe in the Anaheim game, Timo was back up with the uh, Joes. For the first time in yeah. a long time? Yes, he was. So that's uh, fine. Oh, I mean, like, if you're going to do that, then, if you're going to do that, then, like, cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you have to, you ha- kind of have to see what you have. And to make this team scary, you need more than just Logan Couture and Jonas Dotsko going wild. And now they're on the same line. Yeah, what happened in the, the Anaheim game, third, I believe it was the start of the third period, was that Timo got bumped up to the Joes. Um, Kevin LeBanc then got put on the third line. With where, Daniel Regan. Yes. Because he was the, centering the third line. Yep, the centers got flipped. So O'Regan was centering the third line. Tierney was then bumped down to the fourth. Um, and then Bodker was bumped to Timo's spot on the fourth line. So <laughs> Our old friend, Mikel. <laughs> so How very, do you do? How has he not been scratched? Strange. I know. Yannick Hansen has been back in the lineup. Um, Aww, it's just... He must have been caught like trying to like get something from his locker. Like He forgot like, cologne or something, his <laughs> wife likes. And is <laughs> like, oh no, guys, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I know that I know that some people um, and they, uh, I think Eric was saying that uh, Hansen has been has been good in like the neutral zone and stuff like that. I guess his numbers have been good, but like when you watch him, I just don't see it. Yeah, <laughs> I just, well, the, I just... I, the eye test and the numbers don't meet up, and there has to be a reason for that. I don't know what it is, um, and I'm not saying like stats are end all be all, but he's got one assist in eleven games, and what is that? No, and even if you're just like kind of a casual viewer. Like, when I first started kind of watching hockey and paying attention to the NHL, one of the things you, you kind of notice is players whose names are are on the broadcast a lot. They're talking about what they're doing on the ice. Yeah, Hansen is not one of those guys. You just never hear his name. Like, they literally, yeah. like, you forget he is playing that night because the announcers, like, or the broadcasters, they never say his name. And you're just no. like, oh, yeah, 
he plays for us. Like, <laughs> where in the world is Yannick Sandiego? It's my favorite yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, so he's back in the lineup. Uh, the lineup's Who, a little weird right now because we got. But some that's because going Car on. yeah. So playing off the yeah, sorry, I jumped the gun there. I yeah, went a little early. Um, Carlson came out of the lineup. Praise be Jesus if you're a religious person. Um, whatever God you pray to, thank you, uh, because he was bad for a while. Yeah, he. Uh, He's just one of those players where he'll have a, a decent stretch, but for the most part, he just kind of fills in on lines, and he's serviceable filling in. Yeah, um, yeah that's the best word. He's serviceable. <laughs> he's that he's uh, that classic guy that's like, hey, can you play on the top line for five minutes? And he's like, sure thing, boss. Yeah. And then like he's like, hey, I'm uh, getting a little tired. Can I go back to the fourth line? Sure thing, boss. Uh, this yeah. is like, he's whatever. And, like, he's no like, one dies when he does that, so you're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. He's, like, like he's like a perfectly do. cromulent third-liner, fourth-liner <laughs> guy. Just, just does what he does. But, like, he's been pretty bad recently, and, like, I wonder if... Because um, he had the same rookie season as Jonas Donskway, right? Two years ago? Uh, that I don't actually know for sure. I thought that I was Tierney did. I know. I think they the all kind of came in around the same time. And I remember Carlson being really good when he came in. Um, and he yeah. got the tra he got the training wheels, um, treatment, uh, with the Joes when they were good. RIP, um, 2000, <laughs> 2010 to 2017. Um, but he was good then and i'm wondering if they're just like waiting for him to redo that again or they're still stuck with that image in their head right. um because like he should have slid down it seems like it just seems like they have ideas for guys and they're not living up to it and they're not shuffling accordingly like kevin lebank came out like a house on fire in the first couple games then he's been like pretty mediocre since probably because he's a third liner who has a really good shot he probably needs to play with like a hurdle or he needs to be adjusted and we need to get somebody more dynamic on the top line. It just seems like they're slow to react to what they're doing. Yeah. I, I don't really have an opinion on that. I don't think I, I just, it is frustrating. I, Carlson, like I said, though, he's one of those that slots in and kind of anywhere you need him in the lineup. But when they do find chemistry with him, they just, they're like, yeah, well, it's fine. Like they just move on from it. You yeah. know, like, he, and then he, yeah, that's he exactly was really right. good with, Tierney for a while, and then they were like, "Yeah, but we don't need this anymore. Like, we need we just throw you somewhere else." And it's wasn't it's he really good on some random fourth line, like him, Joel Ward, and like Goodrow or something? Yeah, yeah, I think that I'm not sure exactly off the top of my head, but that sounds right. And then they break it up because they're just like, "Oh, but we're gonna mess with all the other lines, so you know, screw you guys." So I don't know. Yeah, okay. he he got hurt against the Bruins. Um, upper body injury, unspecified, <laughs> because that's the Sharks. So we don't know what's wrong with him. He was in a no-contact jersey today, so yikes. Probably we a don't... concussion. <laughs> uh, let's just let's just call it spade a spade. He probably is concussed, and Zidane Ochara is no stranger to literally trying to end people's lives. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't recall a play that would have done it, but I don't doubt that that could have been what it is yeah um yeah so with him being in a no contact jersey today today is tuesday wait yes tuesday they're going on a two-game road trip tomorrow so well they took off today so he we were not gonna see him in those next two games like he, no i wonder did do we know if they left him behind in our half-assed internet research corner 
Shout out uh, to the rewatchables. Did, did he get left behind? <laughs> that I don't know for sure. Uh, the only one that I know for sure that they um, that didn't go on the road trip is going to be Paul Martin. Mr. Prime um, Minister? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Paul Martin apparently had a setback. Uh, originally, they that's what they talked about was a setback in his rehab for his ankle injury. And now they're saying that it's not his ankle. But I would he, like to put, like, rephrase that to, like, he had a, air quotes, setback on air quotes, yeah. in his air quote injury, and he won't be coming on the trip, bracket, we don't need him in the lineup because he's old and bad. <laughs> but here's the thing, <laughs> it, like, okay, like, while I, I don't disagree that that's something that could be happening, he hasn't been skating. So... Well, it's hard I, to fake an injury if you skate around. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of Stefan Robida. Okay, uh, but have you ever met a hockey player? Like, are you really going to keep him off the ice for that long? He like. If, been... if I told you I'm going to give you four and a half million dollars, but you just have to chill home with your kids, are you going to say no? Plus, <laughs> I guarantee you, because the NHL is the oldest of old boys clubs, and Lou Lamoureux does, does this all the time, they say, hey, listen, Paul, we know you're getting healthy, but we've got a good thing. Um, the future of the organization, um, we need you to be a good guy here. We're going to keep you on injury return. We're going to pay you. In the meantime, we're going to look for trades. Um, as we get closer to the deadline, we're going to get you into some games. Uh, we're going to get you in a situation that benefits you. If you want to stay, that's great. Um, we'll get you into some games, and you're a veteran presence. We could get you into um, and definitely some playoff games to add that leadership, a balancing effort. Um, but if you want to go, we'll look on in the, in the meantime. But for now, you just need to uh, stay with us because we're building to the future. We're in a transition. Um, so I hope that's okay with you, Paul. That sounded good, right? That's exactly <laughs> the conversation they just had. <laughs> Like there's no, I don't know. What setback could he have had? Benefit, you know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt just because I don't want to believe that this organization is so... The Leafs? Yeah, yeah, basically. That's, like, I, you said it, but yeah. Yeah, basically. I'll say it. Like, the Leafs do that. Like, Robidaw Island, Stefan Robidaw Island, that's a real thing. That guy was not yeah. injured. He was just on long-term injured reserve because Lou Lamorello is old and ornery and does what he wants. Right. Nathan Horton, Joffrey, well, Nathan Horton literally had a career-ending injury, and they just bought his contract, but um, Joffrey Lupul probably could have played a little bit. They put guys, they ruthlessly put guys on long-term injured reserve and stuff like that, and he did it before in New Jersey, and I'm sure other teams do it. Like, I wouldn't put it past any of these older GM types. Um, like, do you think Dean Lombardi hasn't considered putting Dustin Brown on IR? I bet you he has. So, like, Well, not now. <laughs> Dustin Brown's actually good right now. He is not. Uh. I refuse that. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I mean. Like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I they know. do this stuff. You have to, if you're not, like right. in the words of Eddie Guerrero, you got to lie, cheat, and steal. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Right. Uh, so, like, these guys are bending the rules. I, I don't, right. like, and let's play a game. What injury could Paul Martin possibly have had when he's been out with an ankle injury? Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, I, Exactly. I, I, like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Unless, like, he, I don't know. And I, I don't get the point then of saying that it's not his ankle. Like, you had the excuse right there. Like, silver platter <laughs> excuse. And you're you're like, well, actually, it's not his ankle that's bothering right? that's him. So but we're weird. not going to but... tell you what it is, wink, wink. <laughs> like, the, letter, okay. <laughs> the letter of the law says that as soon as a player is deemed healthy and he can skate again, he has to be back on the roster. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if because Paul Martin was skating and it somehow worked its way into Paul Martin is skating, he's good to go. Because we did hear rumors of that where Paul Martin himself said, I'm waiting yeah, on team was. approval. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they had to backtrack. Maybe he actually is hurt. Maybe there's something going on with him. Maybe he hurt himself doing something else. I don't know. But it just seems a little fishy for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so he's on IR. Uh, Barkley Gaudreau is now oh. on IR. He was good um, for a minute. Yeah, he got an upper body injury against the Panthers. He got a little scrappy against the Panthers, which <laughs> almost got my bold prediction. We'll get to that, too, but we still have more injuries to get through, unfortunately. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> we welcome have... to San Jose General Hospital. Yeah. How would you like to be treated? Um, so, I don't know. Melker Carlson, I think, is listed day-to-day. He's day-to-day. So then That could be anything. Gaud- yeah, Gaudreau and Martin are um, on IR. Then you've got Joe Pavelski, who is just playing with some injury that none of us know about. He's, he's actually out now, though. I'm pretty sure he didn't practice today due to injury. Like, they officially said it. Really? I didn't see that. To the interwebs we go. I'm sure he's still on that plane, though. You know, uh, well, you've also, we've also got Joe Thornton still playing with his knee, not 100%. And this, this schedule that's coming up is tough. If Joe Thornton doesn't rest one of these games, I'm going to riot. Because we have a back-to-back in there with travel. Like... I believe it's Vegas. We play in Vegas, and then the next day we play in San Jose. So let him rest, like please. Like I, uh, I'm so frustrated uh, by the Joe Thornton situation. Joe Joe Pavelski. Uh, there was a quote saying that a lot of guys might not even be out there with an injury. So that sounds yes. bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. You didn't see that before. Oh my god. I, like Pete DeBoer said that, and I was just like, ah. Uh, then why is he out there? Like, w- what logic do you have keeping him in the game? I, oh. <sighs> because he's been good for a long time, so he must be still good. It's <laughs> this goes back to my whole like the season that like just let people heal. Like, <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah. I mean, like they have a perfectly good Marcus Sorensen waiting to do stuff. God. Not that I like Marcus Sorensen, nor is he Joe Pavelski. Um, but at least like. Hey Joe, maybe take some time off here. We suck anyway, right? So it's just like, whatever, man. Like they're all playing injured. This, it, oh, it's frustrating. Like, would you rather lose and have Joe Pavelski aggravate his and Joe Thornton as well aggravate their injuries more, or would you rather lose and let Marcus Sorensen, Philip Sandberg, somebody else get a little bit of NHL time, like? Uh, plus, then you kind of have a fallback excuse. You can always be like, look, we were playing our young guys. Like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, internet trolls. <laughs> yeah. Blame it on the kids. Like, <laughs> Just feed feed the internet a little bit of young guy. And, uh, like, I think it's we'll the first thing you learn, learn as a parent is that if anything goes wrong, you can blame it on your children. Like, that's what it is when you bring up American leaguers. Like, just blame it on them. Like, there you go. So, I, I it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's I, I just don't like, and another thing is it wouldn't be so bad if the Joes were like tearing it up and being awesome, but they're not. Right. They look horrible together. They're not. And there's something wrong line. there. They are well, a top line, and they keep they, slotting in like kids next to them, and they're like, "Okay, you got two hundred guys here. Do your best." <laughs> <laughs> they're they're, all, they're top line in name only because they're Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski. Well, yeah. They're they're not like they're they're just they get the recognition, but like. They do play a lot, so that's the thing. But, like, I think it might be time to break them up, see what happens. Give Thornton, yeah. like, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, you can say they're, they're top line in, in name only, but at the same time, they're still getting top line minutes. And their their matchups, I mean, like, our second line is really getting put out there as our, our defensive line. So then if they're not our top line, our third line is not 
getting put out there to score the way that our top line is. So I think I the couture know. line is expected to score and defend. Yeah, I I, I agree there. But yeah. So I think I think like if you had to if you put a gun to my head and said what's the top line, it would be whatever line couture is on, um, like couture <laughs> Donskoy generic Danish winger. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that would probably be the top line just because they draw the hard defensive assignments. Plus Couture is really good at scoring the puck. So it just seems like they use them as like a shutdown, but also a really good, like let's score some goals line. It's just weird yeah. because they need to do something. <laughs> Please right. break right. up the Joes, put Joe Pavelski back at his own center line and give him like two random children to play with. That sounded bad. <laughs> give him some kids to like freewheel Crazy. along the boards. Give him like Meyer and uh, who give him Meyer and like Carpenter. See what happens. You can't be you can't be worse than what you are now. Right. Yeah. Um so we want to get into our bold predictions cuz my Oh, wait, we should we should list the games coming up cuz it'll help our bold predictions. Oh no, our ones from last week is what I was gonna. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> um, Let's so... do mine first because mine's mine's easy. Dioka Ryan did not score a goal. There we go. No, Done. he did not. <laughs> the, the Sharks barely scored goals. They scored three whole goals. So, yeah, Dioka Ryan. Sorry. Uh, and then mine was that Barkley Goudreau would get in a fight. Yes, so close in the Panthers game. Like it was the first. He punched game, a lot of just, dudes. Or no, yeah, it was the first one, and I was just like, oh my god. Like he was he, he punched a lot of Panthers like face washed them yeah. gave them the old classic hey get away from my friend guy yeah he was very and... <laughs> angry in that game and I was like yes I thought he was actually going to fight and then I thought he was going to fight against Boston too he looked uh he looked a little frisky and it just didn't happen sorry I really tried it, so it's okay it was much more bold than Joachim Ryan scoring because Joachim <laughs> Ryan scoring is a thing that should happen but. Uh, yeah, so we're right. 0 for 1. We're 0, well, 0 for 2, but we're individually 0 for 1, which is fine. Yep. It's a long uh, season. Yeah. So then the games we got coming up, we have, oh my gosh, I opened so my phone. So primer, before, as we're looking at the schedule, if the San Jose okay. Sharks don't win a bunch of these games, sound the alarm, guys. <laughs> Push, yeah. like, the, the Staples easy button or, like, whatever fire alarm you need to pull that shoots ink out, like, in high school or... Like yell it from the rooftops. If they don't win these games, yeah. they need to go back to the proverbial drawing board and be like, WTF, guys. Right. We've got four games coming up this week, um, or at least between now and whenever we get the next <coughs> podcast done, probably. <laughs> um, so tomorrow, or today, when you are listening to this, we've got Arizona. Um, that is Whoa! an away game. <laughs> yeah. They're on a three-game uh, winning streak. Watch out. Yikes. We'll be playing against Jason Demers, my my favorite defenseman. Little known fact. No, it's all over my Twitter. I love him. So yeah, uh, that'll be that'll be interesting cool. um, because the Sharks are not as good as everyone thinks they are. And... Yeah, but Arizona is super bad. Yeah. <laughs> so... I I want to put I want to put like four letter like wait seven letter words in front of that. Let's start with F. Yeah. They are that bad. They are horrendous. I know, but granted, like, they just they granted they just beat the the Habs, the Leaves, and the Senators all in short order. But like, come and the on, Panthers guys, are also really bad. And look what happened; we got shut out. So yeah, I but just... like the Coyotes are starting either Anti Ranta, who looks lost, or Goof backup goalie. What's his name? Sounds like an Irish boxer, Aiden Hill. Oh yeah, they've cycled through goalies a lot this season, so I don't even know who is in that L- for them. Louis Domingue, we hardly knew he. He's gone yeah. too. Rest uh, in peace. To Tampa. 
Imagine getting traded from the worst team ever to Tampa. Uh, he's not even playing in Tampa, he's playing in Syracuse, so... Yeah, but who gives a shit? At least you're in that organization. <laughs> I guess that's fair. <laughs> Would you rather fair. be playing in, like, what is Arizona's affiliate? That's how bad they are. I don't even know what their affiliate is. The Roadrunners. Tucson Roadrunners. Yes. Um, yeah, so, like, nobody wants to play there. How yeah. many people do you think show up to the Tucson Roadrunners game? Five? I, I, I yeah. I don't know. How many people live in Tucson? Like, a million? A lot. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a good market share, I don't think. No. Um, so yeah, we got Arizona, then we have another away game on Friday against the Vegas Golden Knights. Our first time seeing them this season. So, Ve- Las Vegas, because I refuse to say Vegas, it's Las Vegas. That would be like saying, like, if you watch football, there's the Kansas City Chiefs, it would be like saying the City Chiefs, or like, the the York Giants, or the <laughs> Fran- uh, Francisco Warrior, Francisco Giants, or State Warriors. It doesn't make any sense. Why did they get rid of the loss? The Angeles Kings are right there. Yeah. Oh, I don't, res- I don't, I don't, they don't enter my brain matter <laughs> on a regular basis. Uh, but anyway, Vegas, oh, damn it, I did it. Stupid ha! NHL. Stupid Gary Batman. <laughs> um, Las Vegas is not that good. They are shooting the lights out. Maxim Lagasse just set the record for most wins in Las Vegas history with four. Maxim Lagasse doesn't have four wins at any level of hockey. Like, he's not going to be this good. Marc-Andre um, Fleury's dead. Malcolm Subban is possibly dead. Oscar Dance. I was going to say, isn't Subban's coming back soon? Sure, right? whatever. But he couldn't crack the Boston, the Boston Bruins organization for like six years. Like, these guys are not world beaters. This team is not good. Well, no. They're going to fall apart eventually. San Jose should beat them like a drop. Hopefully. <laughs> that, that's, my, that's my hot take on the Las Vegas... Uh, Golden Knights. What a dumb yeah. name. That's just a stupid name. Um, and then the Aces were right there. This is where we have the back-to-back with some travel because then we have a home game on Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets. How how long is the flight from Vegas, Las Vegas to San Jose? Like two hours? It's, yeah, it's a real short one, but still, so it's, it's like, still still. But it's not the end of the world. No, it's better than like flying somewhere random. Winnipeg also decent. But beatable. Yeah. Um, I don't pay attention to Winnipeg because they're usually so, like, first of all, boring. Like, they're, like, Senators West, in my opinion. Uh, Have Uh, you ever been to Winnipeg? (laughs) No. Uh, It's colloquially known as Winterpeg or Murderpeg because they used to have a lot of murders there. And in Canada, that doesn't mean a lot, so settle down, America. It means, like, there was, like, two. But, like... (laughs) Yeah, it, it's not. <laughs> there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Um, their CFL so, team is called the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which is fun. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't, like I said, I, I haven't paid enough attention to Winnipeg. I don't know how they're doing. The download um, is that Connor Hellebike, Hellebuck, Hellebike, he Hellebike. has kind of come into his own uh, this season. He's been really good. They have some yeah. really talented players. Like, Blake Wheeler is a man's man. That guy... That oh, guy is sure. a hockey player. Mark Scheifele, that guy's a hockey player. Nikolai Ehlers, Patrick Laine. Um, these guys are good. Mark, Jacob Truba on the back line. Bufflin, I think, is still there. Uh, Myers. Like, they, they have guys. They're, they're, yeah. they're competent. They're good. If Winnipeg shows up and puts four past Jones or Dell, that guy would be like, all right, makes sense. Um, but this is a team that if the Sharks want to be good or think about being good, they have to beat them. Yeah. Um... And then the next game would be Tuesday against the Philadelphia Flyers, who are not not doing too hot right now. 
Um. No, like th this is not a murderer's row. This is a, like a like a kitten's row. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> then again, we thought we could get six points this week, and we got one. So, I don't know. I do. Want to make point predictions? Yeah. On these, or, um... I, I say six. I say Winnipeg beats them. Uh, and they beat, uh, I say they beat the living daylights out of Arizona because they're angry and whatever. Um, then they beat Vegas, Las Vegas. Oh, God damn it, Gary Batman. Las Vegas. They lose to Winnipeg on the back-to-back, -back, maybe, like, some, like, weird, random, like, 2-1 game. Um, and then they, they beat, uh, they beat, uh, Philly in overtime. I'm gonna say four points. Ooh. I think we beat oh, Arizona. All overtime losses. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them. No, I think we beat Arizona. Um, we're overdue for a win, and also it's Arizona. And then I feel like Vegas or Winnipeg, one of those we're going to drop. I, I, You know, I know you don't see Vegas as a threat. Vegas has done some weird stuff this year, and they're just so unpredictable in my mind that, uh, yeah, uh, it could go either way for me. So um, I think we, we could probably beat one of them, but probably not both of them and I see it's just losing to the Flyers just because <laughs> like at that point A will be tired and B uh, the Sharks aren't good enough to sustain any kind of good play so yeah the Sharks fell know. out of the playoffs it's still kind of random because there's 20, 20 games in a season 19 games in a season but the Sharks aren't in the playoffs anymore so yeah good on ya folks yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, do we have bold predictions for this week Ooh, uh, do I? Okay, so they're playing random clown teams. Do you have a bold prediction off the top of your head? I gotta think on mine. Uh, I'm gonna say I, we get a hat a, trick scored against us. That's ooh, a hat trick be... against. Do you? Yeah. Do you want to go even bolder and pick a team? I'm not gonna boldly <laughs> predict which team or which player, any of that. But I think uh, one of these four games, someone's gonna score a hat trick against us. I have I have a really bold prediction uh, to feed the feed the internet of Mikel Bacher getting scratched, but I just don't think it's going to happen. That's too um, bold. <laughs> especially, especially, yes, it's too. That spicy. is the boldest prediction you can make. It's like if Doug Wilson saw like that prediction in the store, he'd be like, "No, I'm going to go with vanilla." Uh, that reference didn't make any sense. That's late. Oh, what is a good prediction? Mikel, like, there's too many injuries. Bacher's not going to get scratched. It's just it's yeah. just not gonna possible. No. I say. San Jose scores seven goals in a game. Oh, that's a that's a pretty bold prediction for a team that can't score goals. <laughs> I think they break out. I think they bust out. Let me re mm -hmm. let me dial that back. I think they score six in a game. Six. I six. I All think right. they I think they bust out. I think they just absolutely murder one of these teams. Um, Not that I think they just destroy. That would be the most they've scored this season, right? Because their highest has been five. Five. Yeah, well, they yes. had that weird thing last year where they were, like, the last team without a five-goal game or whatever, and then had, like, four in a row. <laughs> no, they were, like, the last team without a four-goal game. Like, it was... Or, yeah, it was, it was really, it was it was really was weird. Something that was entirely doable, and they were just like, eh, we can't do it. Um, yeah. Remember when okay, Thomas, Thomas Hurdle scored four goals in a game and ended Martin Buron's career? <laughs> Those are the good old days, the salad days of the Young Sharks. Oh, Why the is it called salad born. days? It makes I, no I've sense. Never heard that phrase in my life. What really? Yeah, no. like the salad days. It's like the old, like timey good time days. Like back in my day, the salad days. Maybe you it's say just the purely salad, Canadian. And literally, all I can think about is Manny Elk and that that horrible salad on Twitter. 
He also called his prediction model salad. Yeah, <laughs> salad predictions. Um, I think it's food, the best one right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. You have you have Thanksgiving thoughts because I think we've got through most of the sharks thoughts. So we're pretty sad about the sharks, and um, it's Yanksgiving coming up, uh, which is American Thanksgiving. <laughs> see what I did there? Everybody, I, I see that. I have. Well, my my hot take. This is like a Travis Yost level hot take, I guess, for some um, who has the worst food takes of all time. But I don't really like turkey. I think turkey's overrated. It's a dumb, <gasps> flightless, tasteless bird. Yeah. Get out of here, turkey. Like, I, I go... And I don't really like ham that much either. So if oh I had to choose God. between ham and turkey, I would probably go turkey because I can, like, kill it in gravy and mashed potatoes and delicious things. But, like, when I got together with my mom this year and her family, we had, like, chicken breasts and, like, other stuff. One year, my family cooked a goose. I'm My parents... My mom's from Germany, so, like, we do weird shit like that. But, yeah, they cooked a goose. But, yeah, turkey. Not for me. I think it's overrated. Uh, that is... That was a bad take. I hate that take. Um, yeah, like, I just, I just, I just had to put that out there. That <laughs> I, I, I don't get the turkey love. Uh, I just, I don't even know what to to say to that. Like that <laughs> okay, <just laughs> I know. I, I just had to put it out there. But the real I thing I wanted turkey. to ask was that there is like a fundamental difference. So for everybody that doesn't know, Canadian Thanksgiving is the second Monday of October, third Monday of October. Um, it's not as big as American Thanksgiving. It's not on a Thursday. It's not football all day, whatever. But the, when it comes to food, because that's what everybody's here for on Thanksgiving, American side dishes are wild and out. <laughs> I like, guess. <laughs> mac and cheese, never even considered that as a side dish in Canadian Thanksgiving. Not one time. Okay, but it's like baked mac and cheese. It's like real good mac no, and cheese. No, like never. Like... like I'm talking, I'm not talking KD. I'm talking like real mac and cheese, like a casserole. Okay. First of all, casseroles. Americans love casseroles. I don't know if that's like a Midwestern or Southern thing, but like green bean casserole, what is that? Oh, I love green bean casserole. Also, I just found out that sometimes people make a sweet potato casserole with pecans on top. Interesting. Yeah, but that brings me to my next point. What the hell is sweet potato casserole with marshmallows? Uh, That's bad. But Uh, that's a thing that like everybody eats at Thanksgiving. No, but like it's a thing that you've seen, and I if some you went to somebody's Thanksgiving, they're like, "Yeah, we have sweet potato with marshmallows." You'd be like, "Cool, I'm just not going to eat that." Right. Yeah. I would um, like take pictures and group text my friends and be like, <laughs> "I don't know what this food is. This a dessert? Is this from like a di- where am I? I have, have no not, not idea what like that the, is." The marshmallow salad desserts. Ew, that are like, gross. <laughs> yeah, but like, people don't eat those here. <laughs> real- so okay, so if you guys do like. What do you? What are your sides on Thanksgiving? Okay, so like, like what? you've got your mashed potatoes, right? right your gravy, um, stuffing, which I think is a little overrated, right. but that's neither here nor there. You got your stuffing, um, right. maybe just like a straight sweet potato, like just like a whipped sweet potato, almost like sweet potato mashed potatoes. Ooh. Sweet potato mash, yeah, it's just like generic. Um, we do have Gross. green beans, but like they might be with like almonds or like roasted in the oven. One that we can all come together on is Brussels sprouts with onions and bacon. That's the bomb. That's that's a cross border <laughs> side dish. Um, cranberries, if you're into that. Um, there's usually some sort of bread. I just found out that Parker House rolls are a thing, and they sound awesome, and I want it. Um, cornbread, not a thing. Oh, I hate cornbread. Can't. Yeah, but Canada. You got to remember, Canada is like wide with people, not tall. So like, we don't have. We're more like homogenous with our foods. 
like even people in BC eat poutine. Um, whereas you got like the States has like the South and the Midwest and the East right, and yeah, the Northeast yeah. and the West. And so like you have all these like crazy different things. Whereas like, so we don't have cornbread. We don't have like a barbecue scene, right? We don't have like Texas barbecue and Kentucky barbecue. We don't have that. So cornbread never became a thing. Cornbread is awesome, but we don't have that. Well, <laughs> Canadian Thanksgiving sounds way worse than American Thanksgiving, <laughs> but it's not. I trust me. <laughs> you know, the thing is like my mom, when I was younger, she always did the very traditional Thanksgiving and stuff. But as you know, my family and everything's gotten older, it's kind of moved to my grandparents and it's really funny because I, you know, I know that like the traditional Thanksgiving dishes and stuff. And yeah, there's a lot of casseroles. I think that mostly is just born out of, it's such a big family holiday that that's like the one thing you can bring that's like different, you know, like everyone can bring a different type of casserole and it's not, you're not going to have overlap. With that makes sense. Bringing, that makes sense. You know, different kinds of food and all that. But, um, my grandparents are Polish. My mom was adopted and, um, her adopted parents are Polish. And they, <laughs> they, they go very Polish on Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, that's like my family. They're from Germany. They go very yeah. German. So, like, we have Pol- Polish sausage, which oh, is one of yes. those phrases that I cannot say because of my former speech impediment. Oh, my it's God, really there's, like, paprika one. in them and shit. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Polish sausage uh, every holiday, including Thanksgiving. So that's always, like, the one weird thing. Pierogies? Like, Do you have pierogies? Yeah. No, actually we don't. Oh, oh, but that's disappointing. But yeah, so yeah. like, we've had like uh, we've done Thanksgiving where we made like a German dish called like roulotten, which is like pounded meat wrapped around bacon and pickles and onions. It's pretty delicious. But like, Ooh. so like I've had the both the Canadian and like the regular. But like, yeah, American Thanksgiving is one of these things that is like completely different to Canadians. It's at a different time of year. It's very different depending on what region you're in, and. American Thanksgiving seems like a much bigger event than Canadian Thanksgiving, whereas I think Canadians take Christmas more seriously because we get the 26th of December off and we call it Boxing Day. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, all the stores open. I'm sure you're living on the border, but, like, people in California might not know what this is. So, like, the day after Christmas, it's called Boxing Day because that's when everybody put their boxes on the curb. Doesn't do that anymore. Uh, basically, all it is is that stores open really early and have crazy sales, almost like Black Friday, and everybody yeah. goes wild shopping on Christmas. I know people that they don't get each other gifts on Christmas. They just go to Boxing Day sales. It's funny that you pointed that out. I never really think about it, about being in Michigan and how much of that is so similar to Canada, but really it is. Like, we, we stole half of Canada's culture and then Americanized it, so... Which means there's more guns. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's... That's what living in Michigan is. It's like this weird blend of Canada and the Midwest. So, yes, I know about Boxing Day sales. But, yeah, Boxing Day is uh, awesome. California, get on it. It's sweet. <laughs> but uh, sometimes, like, when I worked in a retail store when I was, like, 16, people were lined up at, like, 4.30 in the morning, and we opened at, like, 7, just because there was, like, a normal TV that was, like, $2,000 was, like, 800 bucks. Yeah, that's actually so like, going to be me on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, so Black store. Friday. Yeah, and Canada has adopted Black Friday, even though it's not a oh. holiday here. We have nothing to do with American Thanksgiving besides the NFL is on. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, we, we've adopted Black Friday. So, like, we just I'm go sorry. on Amazon or, like, whoo-hoo, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Our store, actually, like most stores now, we open in the afternoon on Thanksgiving. And it's going to be horrible. And we're going to have people lined up to the street. <laughs> and it's... <sighs> gonna be great but yeah i just had to get those thanksgiving thoughts out because american thanksgiving is here and people might be listening to this on the thanksgiving commute and i just wanted my thoughts to be known <laughs> because i want i wanted i want to do an american thanksgiving one time where like i watch football and i eat casseroles 
and marshmallows on top of sweet potato. That's so foreign to me. I don't get it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I've Googled pictures of it. It makes no sense. What about, uh, one last thing before we go. Dessert. It's pies, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, pumpkin? Uh, yes. Pecan? Also, like, like sweet potato, uh, which is what very the, similar. What is a sweet potato pie? It's literally, it's exactly like a pumpkin pie. Like, there's no difference between oh. sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie, except that maybe sweet potato pie is a little bit sweeter. I mean, oh, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the I like, same I like the spice of pumpkin spice. Like, it's got, like, the nutmeg and the cinnamon in it. But, yeah. Um, do you guys do pecan pie? My mom has in the past. And, like, but it's people a thing, do. Right? Yes. I personally hate pecan pie. It doesn't go over well in our family, so. Oh, gotcha. And apple pie, I'm assuming. So, yeah. Yeah, of course, apple pie. Yeah, so the, the desserts the desserts are there. Uh, yes. It's just the side dishes. Thanksgiving's all about the side dishes, and I just want to experience <laughs> Casserole City. It's uh, it's like actually blowing my mind. Uh, you're invited anyway. to my Thanksgiving. Come, come. I have I'm to making, work. Um, I am making cucumber salad for Thanksgiving. That doesn't and... seem very American of you. You should put some like mayonnaise in it or something. Uh, you didn't let me get to the recipe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because all it is, it's cucumber, onion, and actually I'm going to put cherry tomatoes in it this year. Um, and then, like, you mix the sugar and mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sounds healthy. <laughs> it's really good, though. I don't care. Uh, all right. We should, we, should, we should leave this alone now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, since we, we wrapped up all our shots, shark, uh, the <laughs> shark's thoughts... We'll, we'll wrap it up on kind of a high note. It's Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for this year, Kyle? I have to do this again. I did this in October. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am thankful for hockey. I'm thankful for my girlfriend, uh, who is sleeping on the other. Fun fact, everybody, I do this podcast in a bathroom, uh, which I call my office because it's around the corner from the bedroom, and they can't, my girlfriend can't hear me while she sleeps. Um, so shout out to her. Uh, I love her. Um, I'm thankful for my girlfriend. I'll just leave it at that. I'm thankful for her. And hockey. That's sweet. Go hockey. Uh, you? I, I am thankful for, first of all, I'm thankful for SB Nation. Um, this week I had a bit of a controversial piece come out. We won't get into it, but I, I am really grateful to um, write for a company that, that really has my back on those kind of things. Um, that's always really great um, to see. You know, I was main paged on SBNation.com and stuff like that so they that's really cool i'm really thankful for them for giving me all the opportunities that they have and um letting me write about sports that's awesome um i'm thankful for the kalamazoo wings for constantly giving me whatever i want <laughs> um, <laughs> for giving me a lot of really great opportunities to write and to get access to to players and things like that that i wouldn't otherwise get and I'm thankful to Kyle for uh, doing this little podcast with me. It's been fun. I wasn't sure about rebooting the podcast, but um, I think we, we came into something really good. So, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm thankful for you, too. Uh, this sounds oh, half-assed now that you said it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Uh, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was more forceful on the podcast. I thought it was going to be dope. Um, also, yeah. I like to hear myself talk. Uh, so... I actually don't listen to the podcast after. I just download it to get those sweet download numbers, and then I can't listen to myself. Um, so, I love it. But, yeah, it, this has been fun, and I'm thankful that we do it every week. Um, we have an idea that we're bandying about. Maybe it'll come to fruition. Maybe it won't. I'm not going to say it because we're just it's gonna more fun. We're just going to towards it so that you, you want to keep listening. <laughs> yeah, keep listening because it'll be fun. It'll be like this but better. 
just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be this, but way worse. Trust me. Um, but yeah, uh, I am also thankful for you doing this and accepting me in all my Canadianisms. Aww. All right. So yeah, we got four games next week. Hopefully, we we come out of them looking pretty decent. Yeah. Um, go sh- go sharks, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, go up, not yeah. down. Happy right. Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to all my friends. <laughs>